God is so good. God is so good. Isn't it good to be in the presence of the Lord together? And we're in the presence of God right now. And God has more to do with us, more to say to us, more to take us into, more to change us to be more like him. And you're here and I here, I'm here. So there must be some purpose to this. So Father, we come to you with open hearts. Ready to hear your word. Ready to be changed more like you. We thank you, Father, you're not finished with us yet. But Lord, you have something special for us even now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The heart of the word this morning is that the Lord would have the rightful place in every part, in every area of every life in the room here. That's his desire, that he would be Lord of all. That we would be a people where the Lordship of Christ is demonstrated, that the world would see the goodness of God. My message to you is quite simple. I only really do simple messages, I'm finding. Because that's how God speaks to me. And it's simply this, that God is all you need. God is all you need. And today we're coming to the table as well. Where we physically remember and remember him. And identify and say, Jesus, you are all I need. That's what God is encouraging in every heart and stirring in every heart this morning. We've had some good word, and I was blessed that we, we touched on this. Uh, in John six thirty five, Jesus declares, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. In other words, I am all you need. This is the call of Jesus. I am the bread of life. If you come to me, you will never be hungry. If you come to me, you will never be thirsty. I am all you need. He's all we need. That's so good. God's here. And he wants us to have fun too. So turn to the person next to you and say, Jesus is all you need. He's all you need. Do you know, life is much simpler when you've established and understood that Jesus is all you need. Things get a lot easier. doesn't mean there aren't difficulties, but things are a lot simpler when you realize Jesus is all I need. I was just thinking of our own lives, and it was great to hear testimonies even in the last few weeks. It's, it's great to uh, see Solomon come in this morning, and when we caught up with him, and in passing he just said, when I gave my life to Jesus, I had no more sickness. Praise yeah? God. I said, oh, that's great. Thinking, well, how sick was he? Because for some that might just be lucky. But no, 
a childhood of malaria, of typhoid and recurrences. Is that right? Again and again. Couldn't shift it. Sick, sick, getting better, getting sick. But when I gave my life to Jesus, that was cut off. Do you know Jesus is your all in all? And I was encouraged by Solomon. I'm glad he's with us. Because he's a walking miracle. That God changes lives when you come to him. Lord, you're all we need. Even for my own life, as I was thinking of the things that God's done and just reminiscing and reminding myself of the goodness of God. You know, it's good to do that. Everything we've done has shown that Jesus is all we need. Because often in the natural, it looks a bit silly or it doesn't make sense or it wouldn't be the most obvious thing to do. But Jesus is all we need. That's why when he speaks, we act. That's what Jez was encouraging us in. When he speaks, we act. That's why we go to Bible Week, because God has called us together. So we say, great, God's all we need, I'm going. But yeah, I realized we've moved home around the country a couple of times. Why? Because Jesus is all we need. I've chosen university to go, I chose a university to go to because Jesus was all I needed. I turned down other universities because I knew Jesus was all I needed. And if that's where God's calling me, it doesn't matter how good the other offers look, this is the one I'm taking. When the children have been sick, you realize Jesus is all you need. And we've had some wonderful miracles in our family. We've had some really fantastic miracles. Even as I was just recalling, from my own foot, being born with a twisted foot and finding God move in my life as a toddler and straightening my leg. To see with hope that when she had no hip sockets and we were going to surgery with one scan and come out of the surgery and they said, she's fine. She has wonderful hips. You think, praise God. I remember Sarah being in a car accident on crutches, fractured hip, fully bruised, going out to a meeting where Roger and Diane were and coming back whole and well with no crutches, no fracture, no bruising. God moved. He's all we need. And sometimes we've prayed for our kids and they've not got better. And sometimes we've prayed for them and they've got worse. But you know, God is still all we need. Even in this last week, just praying for some in our family and thinking, God, they should be better. And yet a food parcel has arrived on the doorstep. And the Lord's just said, I'm with you. Everything you need, you'll have no lack. Keep trusting me. And sure enough, they're all back. In full health. But he constantly, consistently reminds us that he's all we need. For those at Bible school, God's all you need. He provides your finances. He provided my finances. He's all we need. I've even known it this week. Standing with a grieving family at the bedside of a mother who's just passed away. Knowing even in their grief... God is all they need. Even for me, knowing God is all I need. God is all they need. He is everything. There's nowhere else to look. He's all we need. You see, God is all you need every day. He's all you need when times are tough. And he's all you need when times are great. In the roller coaster of life, 
At whatever point you're on, he's all we need. It's simple. You know, if you become a Christian thinking God would help you in times of trouble, but then in the good times just kind of let you crack on with what you want to do, but be there if ever you needed him, you're missing out. You're getting half the deal. I want to tell you, he wants to be a part of your whole life. I mean, he's a faithful God. When you call out to him, he's so good. But if you're wondering why you're not pushing on into the things and dreams and desires you know the Lord has put on your heart, maybe it's because when things kick on, when things get good, you're distracted by other, other things, by cares of the world, whatever it might be. And your glance to the Lord is, is cursory, but really he's saying, give me everything. I want to draw you into this fabulous destiny together. We're disciples every day because he's all we need every day. Now, I want us to turn to the word to Psalm 139. And we're going to have a look at three reasons why the Lord is all we need. There's many more. But this psalm helps sum up the three reasons that I'm going to give you. It's a good starting point for us. Psalm 139, I'm going to read from the New Living Translation, from verse 13 through to verse 18. And this is David talking to the Lord. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you're still with me. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for your word. You know, God is all you need because he made you. And that's the first reason God made you. He made me. He built you, and I want to tell you, he did a pretty good job. Okay? He did a great job with you. His work, the word says his workmanship is marvelous. That was David's assessment. He certainly lacked no self-esteem or had any body image issues. Lord, your work is marvelous, and don't I know it? That was his confession. He said, Lord, you're incredible. I'm so complex. You've made me wonderful. The same is true for you. When God created man, at the end of the day, he said, it is good. Turn to the person next to you and say, God built you well. It's the truth. And in a society that struggles with what it thinks of itself, as believers, we're to trust the word of God. And if ever you're unsure, I want you to know that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. In his image, you are a great workmanship. 
But here's the good news. God just didn't assemble you in some haphazard manner. He didn't just uh, create you without a plan. God is also the architect. He's also the great designer. And an architect builds something to cope with the environment it's in. Now, we've heard this morning that the roof's off. But if you look up, there is actually a roof there. Okay? And an architect designed this roof that it would sustain a specific amount of snow. It is designed to hold two, three feet of snow that may or may not fall on Cardiff. And every few years we put it to the test. And the snow comes and praise God, the roof holds up. Because the architect designed this building to thrive in the environment for which it's built. You are uniquely built to withstand everything life has to dish out at you. To survive the elements. But more than that, you're also built to soar. You're built to excel and built to prosper. God has created you perfectly for the environment he's put you in. With my family, we often go shopping, and we find ourselves in John Lewis. It's a lovely little store. It's a nice department store in the center of Cardiff. But there are many doors into John Lewis, okay? There's doors at the front. There's doors at the back. There's doors at the sides and on different levels. Sometimes you get in an escalator, and it opens, and you're in a car park. You think, how did I get here? There are doors everywhere. But now imagine if an architect came along and was commissioned with that building. And he thought about the building, but he thought, oh, these doors are expensive. I think we'll just put one door in. And I think, you know, there's probably, they weaken the whole building a bit. We want a really strong building. So we'll just put one little door in. And because I've saved some money, I can do some extra decoration on the walls and maybe put a gold handle on the door. And people can just come in and out. And of course, that would be ridiculous. It would be Outrageous, and John Lewis would be very cross, I'm sure. It would be ridiculous because that building is designed to have thousands of people come through it every day. Thousands upon thousands of people in and out buying John Lewis goodies. It's designed for that purpose. The store has a plan and purpose, and lots of doors is vital to its success. So that guys like me, Find themselves in there, not even knowing how did I get here. Because there's so many doors. And looking up and thinking, I'm in John Lewis. How did this happen? Oh, there's apple goodies. I'll go buy some things. Or I'll go and get a pancake. Or whatever it might be. Why? Because there's so many doors. It just draws you in. It's the design of the building. God is all you need. Because he didn't just create you without a context. Without a plan or without a purpose. God knows, knows the whole plan of your life from beginning to end, and you are built with that in mind. You're not just built for life, but you are built for a life. There is a life that you are built for. God, the architect, has seen the beginning, seen the end, seen everything in between, seen every high, seen every low, seen every challenge and every joy, and he came up with you. God did that. Thank you, Lord. 
You see, that's the second reason that God's all you need, because he knows your whole life. He knows your whole life. He knows your past. He knows your present. He knows your future. That's why David could say, you saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future from Jeremiah 29, 11. You are uniquely made for the life God has called you to live. It's not a one-size-fits-all. It's not God made man and then he just made endless that look the same. No, you are uniquely made. This means there's never a time in life when anything other than God is the answer. For he's given you everything you need. He made you with it from the beginning. Knowing your beginning from your end and then designing and creating you. There's then a third element to add. You see, he made you, he created you, he knows your beginning from your end. And then he says, I'm with you. I am with you. I heard a good preacher once say, the Lord is with you. You can say amen to that. (laughs) The Lord is with you. David concluded in Psalm 139 for himself that wherever he is, when he wakes up, the Lord is there. There is no escape. He was almost saying, is there anywhere I can go to get away from you? But no, when I wake up, there you are, Lord. In fact, I love the context of how he speaks of it in that passage, that he paints a picture that he's even whilst counting the precious thoughts that God has for him. That are more numerous than the sand. The precious thoughts that God has for him. As he's going to bed counting those thoughts. Almost like counting sheep. There's so many eventually he nods off. And when he wakes up. Lord there you are. You're still with me. He loves us so much. He loves us so much. Paul writes to the Corinthians about this. In 1 Corinthians 1 verses 4 to 9. And. I'm going to just read this from the message version. So you can turn to it just to check that it's kosher, but that's where we're going. 1 Corinthians 1, verses 4 to 9. This just blessed the socks off me. And it says this. Paul talking about the Corinthian church. Every time I think of you, and I think of you often, I thank God for your lives of free and open access to God, given by Jesus. And that's what we have. Free and open access to God, given by Jesus. That's the roof off. Amen. There's no end to what happened in you. It's beyond speech, beyond knowledge. Sylvia got baptized today. Your life will never be the same again. Totally transformed. More than even you can imagine. That's what God's done for you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's no end to what has happened in you. It's beyond speech, beyond knowledge. 
The evidence of Christ has been clearly verified in your lives. That's us. Amen. Just think, you don't need a thing. You've got it all. All God's gifts are right in front of you as you wait expectantly for our master Jesus to arrive on the scene for the finale. And not only that, but God himself is right alongside to keep you steady and on track until things are all wrapped up by Jesus. God, who got you started in this spiritual adventure, shares with us the life of his son and our master Jesus. He will never give up on you. Never forget this. Thank you, Lord. You know, if you're at the start of your journey, he's right there with you. And if you've been walking it for years, he's still there with you because he says, I'm not giving up. Praise God. He's all we need. Whoever we are, he's all we need. And Paul removes any doubt that God might not be all you need. He spells it out. You don't need a thing. Why? You have Jesus. God's right alongside you, keeping you steady and right on track. And as a disciple of Jesus, he's never giving up on us. Thank you, Father. As part of God's design, he created you to be dependent on him, in fellowship with him, to share in Jesus' life. That end of that passage in Corinthians, I read some translations will say, we're in fellowship with Christ. We are in partnership with Christ. There's that sense that he has brought us together, that he didn't just make us to stand alone. He made us to be united with him. It's part of our design. So without him, well, it doesn't bear thinking about. But with him, we have everything we need. You see, you can turn away from God and your gifts and your talents may carry you for a while. But there'll come a time when you're found wanting. There'll come a time when you don't have all that you need and you're in trouble. You see, you're designed to be with God. So don't forget him. Don't forget him. That's why I was so blessed when Tim shared and encouraged us in solitude with Christ. Because it's helping to to grow in that discipline, primarily of prayer and in the word. Two of the things T encouraged us in at the start of the year, that we would be growing in more. That when we'd spend time with him, we grow in prayer, we grow in the word, we grow in our knowledge, our understanding, our fellowship, our relationship, our partnership with Jesus. And you know, in the weeks that followed... And even now, I, I get more and more testimonies when people have spent time with God. Yeah. They'd write, I, I took some time out and God told me this and encouraged me. Or I took some time out and he led me to pray for someone at work. Or I took some time out and we prayed for this need and God met it. Or let me just tell you something that God's shown me of himself in a great excitement. When we take time out to be with him, yes. we know him better. He speaks to us. It's how we're designed to live. Lord, what do I need to do today to be on the right track with you? The conversation is always open. The good news is he never gives up on you. So with no condemnation, if you haven't been spending 
that time with God, it's a new day. You can come today and he's ready with arms open. Say, ah, my son, my daughter. Yeah, let's speak together. Arms open. Come, just say, sorry, Lord, but here I am. Let him speak with you. Pour out your heart to him. Read the word together. And he'll take you on. No condemnation. Just come. It's the safest, best place you can be. Talking to your father. You know, there's nothing you can add to your life that will make you more successful than giving your life to Jesus. Okay? Jesus isn't another add-on. There's nothing you can add to your life that will make you more successful than giving your life to Jesus. We're called to give our lives to him. And then we live out his life. How exciting is that? So just give it to him. I know you're thinking, oh, I've heard an appeal already. I missed it. No, give your life to him today. Don't leave this room in any doubt that your life is for him. He is all you need. You know, I've heard before, well, it's just so hard to follow the Lord in my profession or in my line of work. Or Let me tell you, that's rubbish. You cannot afford not to. You cannot afford not to follow Jesus. I believe with all my heart, God wants to raise up those in the arts, in sports, in politics, in media, in business, in government, in many other areas who stand out because God is all they need. They don't take their clothes off to sell records because God is all they need. They don't just write liberal stories for the news because they sell. They write the truth because God is all they need. They don't push sportsmanship to the limit so that they can get an edge on an opponent because they know that God is all they need. They turn down films because of coarse scenes and rude jokes. Why? Because God is all they need, yet they still fill a theater. As I was praying, I was stirred That the righteous prosper. And the Lord is looking for people to pour out on who will stand up and say, the Lord is all I need. The Lord is looking for the righteous to say, let me show the world what it means to follow me. Let me show the world what it means to be 100% given to Jesus. No holding back. No compromise. Demonstrating that he is all you need. And let me pour out my blessing on you, that the world would see that the righteous prosper and the wicked flee. God will raise you up. If God is all you need, no area of life is out of bounds. Because your fulfillment is not found in the next deal, the next show, the next speech, the next promotion, the next goal, the next release, whatever it might be. But our fulfillment is found in him, in Jesus. He is our all in all. Now, some people are called to be doctors. Not everyone, but some are. There's some doctors here. If that's you, God has created you and given you everything you need to be a great doctor. 
He's given you, that's how he designed you. He knows your whole life and he built you just perfectly to do that. Some are called to be accountants. It's true. It's not for everyone, but some are called to be accountants. God has made you perfect for that call that he's given you. He knows your life and he designs you just right to the last millimeter, the last equation. There is nothing carried over. You are perfect. Some people are called to be homemakers. To raise up children in a godly way that their homes would stand out as beacons of righteousness in a community. God has made you perfectly for that role. He has given you everything you need. It is not a second class job. It's one of the most important things you'll ever do. God has called you to it. He has made you perfectly for it. He has given you everything you need and he's with you. And some people are called to be sportsmen and musicians and the list goes on and on. Some may even play rugby for Wales. Why? Because God's built them. Just right to do it. (laughs) But you know, not every season of every calling is always as glamorous. There are plenty of things in life which somebody has to do for some of the time. And if you find yourself doing them and you think, that's me, know that God has created you And given you everything you need to do it well. Even Joseph, who I've shared on before and had a great calling in his life, found himself a servant. He found himself a slave. He found himself a, a prisoner. Even when he ended up in the palace, it was only to prepare for a famine. And yet once the famine had finished, he still enjoyed 68 years of restoration with his family, of prosperity. But there were seasons in his life. And God was with him through them all. And he was perfectly made for every situation. You see, sometimes someone has to care for a family member who can no longer look after themselves. Sometimes someone has to care for the child with autism or Down syndrome that requires their love and attention. And seemingly all their time. But God has built you and equipped you and seen your beginning from your end and given you everything you need to fulfill that precious task. Not everybody, but somebody has to do it. And if that's you, God has made you knowing this season and created you with the ability and capacity to do it. In fact, if you were doing anything else, you wouldn't be built for that. God's built you for what you're doing right now. That's the greatest calling you can have. God knew about this time and created you perfectly for it. And he is with you. He is with you. You may have dreams, which right now you think may never happen. But God has given you everything you need for this season. And you're doing what nobody else can do. Because he's created you for such a purpose. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. And one of the ways that we're reminded constantly that God is all we need is in the breaking of bread. 
and in coming to the Lord's table and taking of the cup of blessing. It sums up in many ways the reality of a God who has created you, who knows you, and seals it with his love for you. We often read from 1 Corinthians 11, and we'll read a couple of verses now from 23 to 26. But Paul says, for I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Thank you, Lord. This is his body, broken for you. What greater love that he would lay down his life. God is with us. He created you. He's the architect. He knows your beginning from your end. And he says, I love you. When you come to my table, this is my body, broken for you. Let there be no misunderstanding. He's totally for you. What a great reminder every time we come to the table. And that's what we're going to remember today as we come. That God is all you need. And we're going to do it like that today. We're going to, I know sometimes we, we share the bread out. But today we're going to come to the table. And we're going to take a step of faith and take some bread ourselves and take and eat But you know, if you've not given your life to Jesus, let me just appeal to you again. He's all you need. I don't want you to leave this morning not knowing God's all you need. You've come here for something. I'm telling you what it is. Your heart might be racing. I'm just telling you, it's Jesus. He's all you need. God has made you. He knows exactly where you've been, what you've walked through, where you are right now, and all that you'll be walking into. And he made you in light of that. He is the great architect. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. But he wants to walk it with you. He wants to walk it with you. But not with you making the decisions, but making him Lord. And following him. So you come alongside him. And he's alongside you. You say, Lord, we're going to do this your way. What a difference that will make. What a difference that makes. So as we come to the table, if that's you, we're going to lead you to Jesus. And as we come forward, just come if you've come with somebody. Come and take some bread together. And then come and tea and myself and maybe some others will just be here. Come and see us this morning. And we'll pray with you. And you can know Jesus. And you can leave this place knowing The God who created me, it's my Lord. He is all I need. Wouldn't that be great? God's all you need. Do you know if you say, it may be that you say that every day. God is all I need. Oh, Lord, you're so good. It's It's in your language. It's in your confession all the time. As you come to the table, just say it again. God, you're all I need. 
even I found this week as I was meditating on this word, fresh peace because he's all I need. Removal of any doubt because he's all I need. God is all I need. But if you know in your heart you're not right with the Lord, don't come until you've put that right. If you know there's sin in your life, just say, Lord, forgive me. Do whatever you, business you need to do with the Lord. And then come to the table. Because he will wash you. And come and say, thank you, Lord. You don't give up on me. You're all I need. But can I encourage you? Pray before you come to the table. Take a moment. And in a minute, we're all just going to take a minute before we come. And in that time, if you need to ask the Lord for forgiveness, do that. If you need to go to another brother because you know you've done them wrong, go to them. Put it right. Be quick. quick. And then come to the table. If you know there's areas of life that you've not been giving God 100%, say, Lord, I'm sorry. That area, that's the whole life open to you. You're all I need. I'm not just coming to you in the difficult times. I'm coming to you in the good times too. I'm not just going to drive my own career. Lord, what do you want from me? Lay it all before him. Because he's all you need. The creator. Don't let anyone, anything, or any circumstance take the place of God in your life. He is all you need. And as you come, you're going to know afresh that reality. Because he saved you. He put your feet on a rock. He's walking alongside you. And we come and we just say, thank you, Lord, for what you've done. Thank you for saving me. If you're not well this morning, I want to pray with you. And as you come to take the bread, we'll be over here because it might get a bit crowded. So if you want to give your life to Jesus, come over here. If you need prayer, come over here. Take the bread and come to us. Why? Because there's going to be a power in the taking of the bread today. But we want to stand with you and say, sickness is no more because of what the Lord has done. By his stripes you were made well. Thank you, Jesus. We feast on you. Thank you, Lord. And we'll stand with you and believe for miracles today as we come to the table. It might be as you take, you have a word for someone. You have an encouragement for someone. Enjoy the Lord. Take the bread and share fellowship with one another. God will speak to you as you come to the table. He is all we need. Can I ask us just to stand, church? And the musicians could...